Hello, I'm Mark. I'm Justin. We're the J Pops. And we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode 67, where we have a big update this week. Mm hmm. But、uh, before I get into that, do you have any updates? Well, I don't want to bury the lead here. Let's just say <laughs> a, a baby has landed. A baby has landed.、Woo! Yep.、Uh, my daughter Emma was born、uh, the 12th. That's、uh, last Tuesday at 1 06 p.m. So、And、she's three she's... or four days old as we record. Five. Five days. Okay. I guess it depends what you count the first day as. Are you counting it the、mm. day she, she lands or the next day as day one? Always either, tricky. It's always, yeah. So it's either four or five. Okay. But I think Moe's done the pictures with the date, with the numbering、mm-hmm. starting the day she arrived. So as far as pictures go, it's day five. Okay. I see. She's a day five picture girl.、Yeah. Uh, huge exciting news.、Um, mm. We now have in the we have three kids in the J pop stable now. And、uh, yeah, feeling like we're kind of franchising out a little bit. We're, we're almost、big. a basketball team.、Yeah. We're, th- we're a three man. Yeah, there's three on three in the Olympics.、Yeah. I think we could、yeah. get them into, into three on three. Yeah.、Uh, and Coda's been showing some,、uh, some skills. He's palming the ball. Yeah. He's traveling a lot. Yeah. But... <laughs> Mostly traveling. I, I have a video when we were at your place last weekend of、um, Nico greedily holding on to two balls. And then Coda comes up and just rips one right out of his hands, which I was in favor、uh, of because Nico was being greedy by taking both of them.、Right. Uh, but that's some steel like, intuition that he has. He just、yeah. knows he can go up and take it.、Um, Nico dunks all the time. On our basketball goal here at the house. So he's、nice. a dunker. We got a defensive stopper in Coda. <laughs> just have to wait and see. Hopefully, Emma has some American size. She can be a power forward. That's what we what think we she's going to be American size. She's she's just shy of of Coda's weight when she was born. She was like 3,200 grams.、Okay. So she's、uh, definitely on the American size. Wow. And she would have been. A little bit shy of her due date, actually, because it was a scheduled C section, right? So she's like two、yeah. weeks shy of the due date. Yeah. Nico was as well. And she she outweighs Nico by 200 grams、uh, right. you know, from when he was born. So a little bit bigger. Yep. That's power forward material right there. Yep. Yep. Could be. But I guess before we get into the full story, we can take care of our Nico updates, Coda updates, get those out of the way, and then、sure. we'll just go full on into the The baby's birthing story.、Mm. Uh, and yeah, I guess I'll, I'll kick off here with old、mm. Nico. He's 19 months old.、Uh, it's all about the ABCs at this house right now.、Um, nice. He has an ABC obsession. It's now to the point where I wake him up, and as we're walking downstairs and he's groggy, he's just like, ABCs, ABCs. <laughs> like he's telling me, when we get down to the living room, we better have some ABCs in store. <laughs> and we've turned on Miss Rachel, and he's actually said, and this is a quote, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's rejecting Miss Rachel. This is how serious it is. He just、oh, wants、man. ABCs on the screen all the time. That's、um, crazy. And he's starting to learn them. I would say that on site, he can say probably seven or eight of the ABCs, like a certain、oh, letters、wow. that he likes. He's got O in his back pocket, P, Z's in there. He can get an A and a B.、Um, nice. So there's, there's a handful of Y. He just likes some random ones and can say them. That's cool.、Uh, yeah. And then he knows words because they always, you know, with ABC stuff, they explain it by giving example、mm. words all the time. And then, if he sees a word that's in his ABC book, he goes and gets the ABC book and like, wants to look at the page. And I realized this is kind of his first dictionary. Kind of.、Like, I know that word. Let, let me look it up. Let me look it up in the ABC. <laughs> and it's, of course, alphabetized like a dictionary. So, that、uh, Dr. Seuss ABCs is like、mm. what he lives and dies by right now. It's been、I、going on. I have to get on for, that. It's wild, man. It's been maybe two months and it's. Has been his number one thing. So、hmm. we're even thinking now, like, he doesn't know any colors really. 
a little bit, but not really. And he doesn't say any numbers and he doesn't do shapes very much, mm. um, but he's getting his ABCs like on lockdown. And so now we're trying to expand his horizons into those other kind of key learning areas. Right. Um, and he's somewhat interested, but it's nothing like the ABCs. So interesting. Well, I mean, it makes sense. He takes after you completely. It could be. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's it seems random because they're not cute or anything like it would be one thing if he liked, you know, the Muppets or Elmo, which he does. But uh, if he liked some little cute baby characters or something or little animals, mm. but they're just like script like serif times new roman script that's what he loves he just gets into it he's so a i can't font man he's a he's a big font man yeah um <laughs> we're you know as time passes maybe we'll dip into some calibri i don't know uh, i don't know if he's ready for that but right now it's it's by the book times new roman from the 60s straight out of dr seuss classics uh, yeah all the classics that's what we're introducing him to first um that's Gotta just get him off those serifs though <laughs> yeah, serifs are, it's yesterday's news, but That's right. I mean, I don't know, he's uh, closer to Shakespeare than David Foster Wallace at this point, so that's what he's into. Um, Very cool. Uh, another thing that happened, we went to the, his daycare and did a visit. I think you said that Moe did this once before. Mm. Uh, she visited Coda's daycare and got to see him in action, like how he interacts with the other kids yeah. and stuff. Uh, what they did at ours, you know, it's obviously throwing a big monkey wrench into the works if they just inject the parents into the daycare setting and the mm. kid would cry and want to go to the parents. So they have these blinds that roll down um, to the rooms. And so they rolled them down like there's a window to the hallway and Ayumi and I sat in chairs in the hallway and they rolled the blinds almost all the way down. But you mean I could get close to the window and peer through the little crack um, <laughs> and then we could see the room not totally well but you could see everything going on and uh, he didn't he didn't know we were there we watched him for probably over half an hour just nice. seeing him wake up from the nap get their afternoon snack um then get a diaper change do a few other things um mm. so we learned a lot actually it was a pretty enlightening experience interesting what do he do well one thing is that they put him to work in there they really um like <laughs> when here's a rag go wipe this window <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's like in a dungeon, a bunch of kids on a circular thing, just pushing it to probably like <laughs> grind cornmeal or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're just walking in a circle. They're all chained to it. Uh, it's like um, when he gets a diaper change, there's a diaper mat, you know, and then there's a little bag, a little cloth bag that the diaper mat goes into. And mm. after the diaper change, they're like, <clears throat> here's the mat in the bag. Now you better go put it in your other bag. And so mm. then he carries it across the room and puts it in his own bag. And of course, they're supervising him, but he does it himself. Wow. Um, and there's a few things like that where I would have thought, you know, they're just taking care of it. But actually, no, he's taking care of it. Uh, huh. Then, you know how when you pick up your kid, the bags are like kind of lined up at the door. Um, the kids actually carry their own bags, which are like half their size. They carry their hmm. own bags to the door and set them there so they're ready to go. And so there's this moment where it's a procession of all these one-year-olds like dragging their big cloth <laughs> bags full of all their like dirty bibs and towels and you wow. know, clothes and stuff. And they're just dragging them down the hallway and they have to line them up. And it's great. I had no idea that he was in charge of his own stuff like that. That's cool. So that was good to see. And they're they're saying all this in Japanese, I assume. Yeah, this is all Japanese. I think his experience there is probably 95% Japanese. I did right. notice that occasionally, maybe for his sake and maybe for all the kids' sake, the staff will say something that they all know in English, like an animal's name or hello, mm. goodbye, that kind of stuff. And right. that might be across the board, like just exposing kids to a little bit of English, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. I think Nico's probably influencing it and moving the number up a little bit. But uh, that's few and far between. It's usually just a noun, you know, hmm. here and there. But it, it's all uh, pretty much the language of it is Japanese. So you didn't hear him get up from his nap and just start, ABVs, ABVs. Yeah, I think he <laughs> camps that down. Oh, that's I, just for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's getting his fix at home. Um, they have a couple of Seuss books, but I don't think they have the ABC book. And I hmm. thought about saying like, hey, this is really popular with Nico. And if you want to, I thought I could buy it for them and give it to them. But then I realized that would totally 
like revolutionize what's happening at the daycare because Uh-oh. he would be so obsessive about it. And then other kids probably wouldn't be interested and all the text is English anyway. So right. it's kind of a non-starter, but it's crossed my mind. Um, the other hmm. thing that I learned at the daycare visit, they do a sitting diaper change. What is that? Uh, at the house, you know, we've always laid them down on a mat and have changed them. But there they have like a cushiony chair and they put the diaper mat on the chair and then the kid sits on the chair. And I guess when he's standing, they pull the pants and the diaper down and then they have him sit on the chair. And naked then they, butt. Yeah, naked butt, but it is on like his changing mat. Hmm. And uh, then they get the new diaper and the new shorts. They put the diaper in the shorts. So it's all in one motion. Uh, then when the kid's sitting, it's easy to pop his feet up and put them through the diaper. And then the kid stands up and you just pull it up. So he never lays down for a diaper change. I mean, I'm sure if he craps himself silly, then they would have to lay him down in that case. But for the simple peed in diaper, it's a, a sitting job that they do there. We For the pee diapers, we are pretty much only a standing diaper change now. Mm, interesting. I only lay him down if it's the number two. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, there's no way I'm cleaning it. <clears throat> yeah, we've only laid him down for anything. Um, oh, so interesting. It was interesting to see, yeah, the uh, the sitting style. Uh, and one more thing. This is the last Nico update. You know how kids kind of come online about stuff like one by one over the months? Mm. They'll just figure something else out or do something or whatever. Um, I realized that uh, he's afraid of spiders or at least like big spiders. I understand. Yeah. (laughs) Has Coda ever (laughs) like seen a bug and been terrified of it? No. Elephants on TV. That's about it. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Well, they're a menace. (laughs) Who can blame them? Um, With, uh, with Nico, we watch a lot of music uh, or, I mean, it's not watching, but we'll put on a music video or live show just to have music in the background Mm. of the house. And we put on uh, a Billie Eilish song. Hmm. called you should see me in a crown and i recommend everyone go watch the video for you should see me in a crown by Billie eilish because uh the first video the one that came out in 2018 she made another video later but the first one was shot vertically like on a cell phone i'm sure it was a, a better camera than a cell phone but it has that vertical cell phone look to it yeah and the whole nature of the video is just showing her singing and then she's got various spiders all over her at different times and, no, um, yeah, no. it's oh, it's horrifying. My no, friend. I'm not going to watch this. Don't recommend this. So, <laughs> then the thing about it is like after the fact, she claims and according to everything you read that it, none of it was digitally altered at all. She just did all this horrific, creepy stuff with spiders. And it's not like, oh, there's a spider on my arm. It's like next, next level, creepy spider stuff that she's just doing with spider. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to even have an image of it in my head. Just to... I don't I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to go watch this video. But there's like in particular one moment where you're like, no, 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 no. And oh. it's like tarantulas and stuff. But then even creepy little, you know, thin spindly spiders, too. So he was fine when the little spider spiders were on her. But then when there's like a big tarantula crawling across her, uh, oh. Nico was like, no! Ah, ah! And he was freaked out by it. And then, of course, the camera switches and it's like a different spider and he's fine again. And then it goes back to the big creepy tarantula and Nico's like, ah, ah. and wow. it was like clockwork that he always cried or got really fussy when this like biggest, scariest spider was on. And huh. I didn't know that he would have gotten to his mind that like some little creature is creepy. Like, what's the difference between a tarantula and a puppy, really? You know, for, to a tiny uh, child. A whole bunch of legs and creepiness. Yeah. And... yeah, there's a lot of creepiness. But I always thought that was kind of learned creepiness, you know? Like, tarantula looks like a little I think it's ingrained. Thing. It's ingrained yeah. in our beings. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's the same reason, like, we're afraid of the woods, naturally. Yeah. Well, it's... Yeah, it's that and like snakes and things like that. Some things you just see and you're like, not good, you know. Yeah. But I uh, I guess I never had a concept of like, when does that come online? Or is mm, that something, right. you know, like, I don't know. You could see a, I don't know, kids are afraid of dogs probably sometimes too. But then if you grow up with dogs, you're not. So it's hard to say. But 
Yeah. Like if you saw a dog versus a, a wolf, it's essentially the same thing. And then it seems like you'd have to teach a kid like that. That wolf is deadly and terrifying, but this dog right. is fine to pet. You know, they'll have to figure that stuff out. But maybe there's something a little more. Uh, maybe he had an experience that you're just not aware of. <laughs> he could be battling spiders all night. Uh, yeah. Sleep. And I just don't see it. But or like one got on him at daycare or. Yeah. Some, he could be relying on a memory. I have no idea. Yeah. But he was terrified of the tarantula. And hmm. um, so we can't watch that video anymore. I didn't well, know you're that, all better off for it. Yeah, it's going to save me as well. I would hate to have anything in a dream or just in a stray thought like what happens oh. in the You Should See Me in a Crown video. It's a cool song and it's worth watching once just to see how crazy Billie Eilish truly is. I'll just listen to it on Spotify. And okay, that'll be enough. Good. Yeah, and then just imagine <laughs> uh, unspeakable things happening with spiders. Uh, so <laughs> that's all for Nico. Um, what about little Coda boy? Coda. Coda is uh, he's doing good. What is he right now? He's uh, 17 months still. Yeah, he's almost yeah, he's 17 and a half months and uh, we have gone, I'm going to call this four weeks without mm. a sickness, Ooh. which is a record. a record. It's crazy. There was a slight hiccup like a week ago, a week and a half ago. He got sent home with like a mild fever. It was like just under like 38 or maybe just 38 or something. So it was mm-hmm. just a little high. But, you know, got him home, took care of it. Next day, totally fine. Went no mm-hmm. issues. So... Mm-hmm. We kind of think that was just like maybe like too much AC and an imbalance of temperature kind of messing with him. Yeah. What was your mentality like when you got the call or heard that he had to come home from daycare? Were you thinking like, yep, this is our life. Uh, (laughs) Or were you like, come on? Actually, I was I was on my way to go to the gym and then study, which would have been the first day that I would have done it. Mm -hmm. since going on paternity leave and i was Mm -hmm. looking forward to this Mm -hmm. um and then like halfway to the gym i get the message from moe he's got the fever and i'm Mm -hmm. like okay i'm gonna go and uh grab him (laughs) so resigned to your fate (laughs) resigned to my fate but he pulled through and then next day yep back at daycare and then i started the gym study routine which only lasted two days anyway mm. because then moe was in the hospital and then the whole routine got messed up after that so yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it was a good start it was a good start yeah <clears throat> uh let me dive in with a nico sickness that i forgot about from this week oh very quickly it was on wednesday he woke up and had a little milk just drank a little milk in the morning and vomited the milk all right up damn we're like okay that's maybe weird upset stomach or something and then uh he settled down. We gave him some breakfast, had a lot of pineapple and Yumi went to work. It was just Nico and me at the house. And then all of it came back up. He was Ooh. sitting in the high chair. He vomited all down his front, all over his diaper legs. The seat oh, no. dripped down all the way to the floor. So I was trying to go to work, uh, but then I just rushed him into the shower and just you know, showered <laughs> off the lower 75% of his body. He was right. like crying. And then I got various towels and paper towels and mopped up all this like uh, semi-digested pineapple, <laughs> which is not the worst thing. Um, right. It's still citrusy. <clears throat> Vomity, but citrusy. Uh, and got all that cleaned up. Called a Yumi. She came home and uh, took a day off work. And then I came back home at, at lunchtime. And then... Mm. Uh, that was it. He that was the only thing wrong with him. Vomited twice. Was very energetic the entire time, uh, oh. loving life, and didn't huh. vomit the rest of the day. So we had two stray, full-on vomits in the morning, and no other problems. And he was back in daycare the next day. That's weird. Was it like a milk thing? I don't know. I have no idea what uh, what got him because we didn't do anything out of the ordinary. I mean, oh. it's all the same fluids and milks and routines and sometimes it just happens yeah just uh in a weird mood that morning had to vomit. Mm. um it's like anyway. a rogue wave yeah. you're just like i don't know where that came from but yeah. it's gone yeah <laughs> all right back to normal i guess yep uh, best not think about this ever again <laughs> yep um 
So <laughs> sorry for my double updates. Back to Coda. Oh uh, no, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, what else has been going on? I had some other stuff. It's been kind of a, a weird week this week, so I'm gonna mix up the two updates because they're kind of intertwined. So Moe went into the hospital on Monday, the day before mm-hmm. the delivery. And I dropped her off in the afternoon. He was at daycare that day. Or I, I dropped her off in the morning, actually, with her mom. And then kind of we left. Um, and then that started our kind of new week normal, as it is right now, where it's mm-hmm. just me, Coda, and Moe's mom. And uh, yeah, so... It's kind of been a weird adjustment for me mostly, but he's doing fine. We moved, I moved us down into the tatami room where we're both kind of sleeping in our own beds, but adjoined kind of. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm trying to get him in his own, used to his own bed mm-hmm. so that I can eventually start separating it more. Yeah. But he's such a mover. It's really hard to get oh, him yeah. like to stay still. Mm-hmm. Like if there's not another bed next to his bed, he will just fall on the floor. Yeah, every time and it'll happen multiple times a night. So I don't know what to do about that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure either if you put the full like four walled, you know, right now you've got one wall open, right? Yeah. And come and go. If you put that other fourth wall in the crib, then my experience is like the kid will wake up in the night and start shouting for you. And right. it's like, OK, well, I've got to lift him out and then it's harder to put him back in. So, but I think I feel like that's the way that I mean, it's typically done. Like, yeah, you they they fall asleep. You put them in the crib. Mm-hmm. They wake up at some point crying. You either wait them out until the crying like puts them back to sleep themselves or you go in and, you know, kind of settle them and put them back in. Yeah. I don't know another way to do it. Yeah, and I, I think that's where we're heading, because right yeah. now doing the day bed approach isn't gonna work yeah it's a nice as you said it's a nice like warm-up mode to yeah being in the bed just to get used to that mattress and seeing sort of the three walls of it um we're gonna start that soon um maybe Mm. today i'll be able to move his bed around a little bit um yeah it it might come down to one of those you have to let him cry a few times and Mm. deal with that uh, the thing in the back of my mind is always that I just don't mind that much that he sleeps in our bedroom or that he wants to at some point in the night say like, daddy, daddy. And then, you know, right. Get it haul up into the, the bed with us. So it doesn't bother me that much. So then I don't feel a lot of motivation to like train him into his own way. But mm. maybe I should anyway. I don't know. I'm always concerned. Like, I don't really mind it either. I do mind that he rolls around, punches me in the face, and then I'm up for like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with a bloody nose. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I I worry that it's kind of dampening his independence a bit because he's now a co-sleeper. Yeah. And he can't get himself to sleep unless we're there. Yeah. And so my fear is that this is going to progress and become an issue into something else that I have no idea. Like yeah. this could become another dependency that I just can't foresee right now. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, and I also wonder on the flip side of that, like there's the kind of trust building thing. Like you could be, you know, right. Catering to him in a positive way so that right. he develops a real trust and like fondness and, and love for you rather than, every single night I get dropped off in my bed and I'm alone, you know, maybe right. there's independence to that, but then maybe it's also at this age, who's to say if that right. pushes them too far to feeling slightly abandoned and that yeah. causes its own issue too. I just, uh, I don't know what the correct way of thinking about it is between those two options, man. Why doesn't somebody just make a book already? There should be a book about <laughs> raising kids. I've said it for years. Can't believe nobody's <laughs> written a single book about or it. At least start a YouTube channel or something. Like, give me a blog, maybe a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if you're like a, if you're like a former model, um, and you have a kid, and then you could. Did, Ma- did Jenny McCarthy ever do anything like this? I'm going to look up Jenny McCarthy and see if she has any advice on parents. Why, where, do, where are you bringing her into this? 
where did you pull Jenny McCartney from? I literally haven't thought about her maybe like 15, 20 years. I have no she, idea. She's just the worst of the worst. She's oh like, my God. she spearheaded all the anti-vax stuff and she's a real lunatic. Oh, and there's so many to choose from though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I'm going to okay. go back to my roots and I'm going to start following Jenny McCarthy. That's okay. My, well, that's you do point. that. You let me know how, to, how okay. that goes. All right. I'll let you. <laughs> anyway. So Coda has been, Coda has been pretty good this week. I think uh, no sickness. Uh, he's adjusted pretty well to mom being gone. We've done some Skype calls a couple times mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's always really like happy mm. like to see her but he always wants to touch the screen <laughs> hang up the call but i think he's he's definitely recognizing her and notices that she's not around anymore yeah and does he recognize the baby in the call uh the baby hasn't been yeah the baby was in one call but i don't think so i think it's more just like when he sees any other kid at this point it's like yeah. oh i don't know you're just a baby you're not my mom or dad yeah, we had uh, a similar kind of separation when Yumi took Nico on the cruise, mm. and uh, it didn't destroy him or anything. Like he didn't spend hours crying, like "Where's my dad? Where's my dad?" Yeah. It's surprising how well they roll with the punch of yeah. taking one parent out for a whole week, and then the kid just <laughs> you know, toddles along and doesn't seem to. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting when we bring Emma home and uh, how he reacts. I think especially to like each of us holding her while mm-hmm. he's there and doing yeah. something. Cause if I go into the room and he's in there, he likely comes up to me and wants to be held by me. Yeah. So if he sees me in the place that I hold him holding somebody else, mm. I'm just not sure how that's going to go. So. Yeah. I wonder too, uh, if that's going to make him double down on his kind of like the co-sleeping yeah. thing, like that kind of needing that yeah. attention. If then in, you know, when you do have the time with him, if he's going to be like twice as much clingy to you and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It could be, we'll be in the room doing the co-sleeping for a while, even after Emma comes back. So it's not like it's all going to change suddenly and he's going to yeah. feel abandoned. I think yeah. he'll feel the same. Mm-hmm. It'll just be an adjustment period again. Yeah. He's, I don't know. He kind of, he adjusts pretty quick. So I don't, I don't think it'll be too bad. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um. What else? Any other, I don't think I have any other updates for him. He's been pretty good. We got our year and a half checkup coming into the month. I get to do that. I think by myself this time, but we'll Ooh. see. Exciting. See how Moe is doing by then. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I do have some updates from Moe, how it's going in the hospital. Uh, so I guess she had her C-section. It was at like 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the hospital to... Because they, they were going to let me do the same thing you did, mm-hmm. where you can go in and you can kind of see them through the glass and then wave. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so she was in the C-section, and I guess because it's the second one, it takes a little bit longer to do the stitching afterwards. Mm. So Emma was born 106. Uh, A nurse came down to grab my phone at like 1.30 to take a picture of her Mm -hmm. because Moe's phone was locked and Moe was too drugged to (laughs) unlock it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so I, I gave her my phone and, uh, and then she came back like maybe like 15, 20 minutes later with my phone and said, okay, just a little bit longer. And then I think it was 2.40 after that. So maybe a full hour mm. of waiting more than somebody came down and said, okay, you can come up. Wow. that's So that was uh, like from the appointment time or the C-section schedule time, that was an hour and 40 minutes until you were yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, my memory of uh, Nico and it's probably the same with coda the first time was less than an hour it was 45 minutes or 50 minutes and i was up there and uh was getting wheeled out yeah it was definitely quicker the first time i wasn't there at the hospital for codas but i know moe told me it was faster yeah yeah it was pretty interesting though because like they set you up beforehand they're like all right you can come up you can see her through the glass for a second take a picture if you want and then 
will like show you moe you can say hi and then you got to leave <clears throat> but they really didn't go into details so then i get brought up upstairs and she the nurse kind of takes me to this like hallway where she, on both sides there's a door and she's like okay this side has your baby this side has your wife and she's like which do you want to see first and i'm like what do you mean you tell me <laughs> like who's ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think uh i think i wanted to see how moe was doing so we went in there first and actually she just brought me into the room with her mm. so there was like no separation no partitions or anything mm-hmm. like moe had her mask off and like there was just this giant like wall air cleaning unit that they kind of move in mm. and it was just like stationed right next to her bed and were you wearing a mask at this point yeah i was wearing one the whole time pretty much and moe was heavily drugged at this point like listening to bob marley and yeah she was a little more with it i think than during the surgery and all that stuff but she was definitely feeling she said she couldn't feel her legs at that point Mm. and they were doing like the uh like the leg massage they have those to get the blood kind of circulating yeah yeah, so she was doing okay, but definitely not mobile. And I guess she told me that she was laying down for 24 hours after this, after the C-section. Oh, yeah. She wasn't able to do anything. Yeah. She said then the second day, uh, she was able to start sitting up and going to the bathroom by herself. Hmm. And that was when she saw Emma for the first time, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, after I saw her, then I went into Emma's little incubator room and mm-hmm. then there was a glass there that i got to see see her through that it's it's really sad like they just leave her in the incubator and some <laughs> yeah. nurses are in the other end of the room doing stuff but she's just like crying all by herself you're just like oh man <laughs> it's so sad yeah and everything is obviously so sterile and like clear plastic and yeah yeah it and there's no touching of the child because they're in a box right so yeah that it was an odd way to see the baby for the first time yeah it really is i remember my um when one of my sisters had her child uh they were interested in the skin to skin contact which is one oh, of those uh yeah. things that people do and uh even the father wants to have skin to skin contact like from the beginning so hmm. this was like a covid baby but it was in america and the, oh. even the dad was in there shirtless nice <laughs> holding this baby like laying in the bed and holding this baby against himself and it's like man that we're still like 30 years away from that in japan i feel like, oh yeah like That's the last true. person who had covid has to die and then they'll feel like it's, <laughs> it's fine enough to open that stuff up again i almost feel like japan's taking the covid restrictions and said okay this is kind of how we want like, <laughs> yeah. we think guys want to do this anyway oh, so we're yeah, just gonna yeah. leave this in place because we don't think guys want to go in yeah like <laughs> that's this, my impression anyway <laughs> this really gives us that out we've been hankering for all these years a big sigh <laughs> right. of relief across japan <laughs> you don't have to pretend like you want to be involved <laughs> <laughs> yep just stay in the lobby we'll come yeah get you. yeah what was i gonna say then um yeah and then after so i went and saw emma and then after that, like, there's just no nurses around me mm. and the rooms were just there. So I was just kind of bouncing back and forth for a bit. Mm-hmm. And like, nobody seemed to care. My impression was that I was supposed to be there for like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes max. Mm-hmm. Even the nurse, when I came in, she was like, all right, you'll have 15 minutes, but then just left. Yeah. And so I'm just like, OK, well, I'm here for a bit. So I'll just I'll just hang out till somebody tells me not to be. Yeah. So I think I was there for like maybe 30 minutes or something, just kind of hanging okay. out. Yeah. Bouncing around, taking a bunch of pictures. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I know when I went up to see Nico, it was a little more in the COVID era and it was two minutes at the maximum. Oh, wow. Uh, it was like supervised visitation. There were like two nurses with me and Nico was in the incubator, but they pulled him out into the hallway. Oh. So uh, it wasn't like I had a room to duck into and, and hide in. And then they said oh yeah uh you know take a picture and then the nurse was like do you want me to take a picture with you next to the next to him in the incubator okay Mm. Uh, took a couple more pictures and then i forget exactly what they said but it was something that translates to okay go 
<laughs> they pretty much like directly just like okay now now get out of here you've spent your time and it was easily under two minutes and then That's i saw him crazy. again a week later it's so dumb yeah. <laughs> uh nice yeah i got a moe was saying that uh after you know i think they do a lot of the feedings the first couple days for just the mom to help recover her and and everything and then starting the second day or the third day uh, she she can actually start moving around the room and then that's when they start the breastfeeding mm. and it's interesting like the first time moe had a, a real struggle with the breastfeeding and it was kind of she couldn't produce that much mm-hmm. but i guess this time it was just like the boobs were ready to go it was like the baby came in everybody was there jobs were performed everybody was happy like yeah no issues emma like drank like a champ boobs were producing like a champ and then yeah Uh so i think there's some maybe some of that physical remembering that yeah like after you have one your your body's just ready and it's like okay we're we're gonna do this yeah i was gonna say that i'm like i have no special knowledge in that area but that seems to make sense Mm. that the body just gets back online with something it used to do yeah and i i think coda had kind of an issue like he wasn't he wasn't like not eating but i think he wasn't drinking a lot in Mm. the beginning Mm -hmm. whereas emma's like she came out hungry (laughs) (laughs) so she's already drinking more than coda did in the beginning for sure good news Uh, and then last night was the first night they let Emma stay entirely in Moe's room with her. Hmm. Whereas before they would just bring her in during the day, do feedings. And then at night they would take her and a nurse would feed her overnight. Mm-hmm. So this was fully Moe on duty doing mm-hmm. all the feedings all night. And uh, I guess she only got like three or four hours of sleep. Yeah. And the nurses didn't come in like like angels and just she whisk said, the child away or anything. She said she could call him if she really wanted to. I think it's, there's a bit of that, like wanting to do it and, you know, cause you're going to have to, when you go home anyway. So yeah, might as well get used to it while you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she said it, there wasn't any issues with that. It was just getting up, feeding, getting her back to sleep, going back to sleep yourself and mm-hmm. doing that whole cycle. And then, uh, tomorrow, I guess, is going to be a like a checkup day because right now they're not sure if she's going to be able to leave Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how her blood work comes out and how her scar is healing. Mm. So if everything looks good, then Monday she'll be able to come home with Emma. Mm. But if it doesn't, then she'll stay until Tuesday and then we go pick them up. And do you have basically a hundred percent of your stuff from when Coda was that same age that you can just use, like his smaller car seat and that sort of thing? Oh yeah, car seat's good to go. Um, I just got to pop it back in the car. All the clothes we kind of given out, but we we've gotten them back since then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing we're missing really. It's all yeah. it's all ready. Just picked up some diapers from Costco yesterday, so we're all good there. Wow. Uh, starting over at diaper zero. I know. Yeah, I know. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I, this kind of this period, though, was always. When you look back on it, like in your unexpected, you're unexperienced with it. It's kind of like daunting and you're like, oh, my God, there's a baby. But looking back now with a toddler, I'm like, oh, man, those were some easy days. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to feed her and then hold her. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's some like well-trod ground, but as a kid gets older, it's like, uh, Nico, for example, can hold a spoon and a fork and he can feed himself a whole meal. Mm. And so you don't have to spoon feed him every single thing. And then you feel like, well, I've got some independence now because he can feed himself. But when he's feeding himself, that's when like the spoon goes flying and now there's like food across the curtains. Right. And he threw his cup on the floor and I've got to clean that up. Uh, right. Or he's like reaching for something that he can't get, but he wants it. And he's crying because he just can't get it. Can't figure it out. So it's like this new world of problems opens up mm. and you're trading 
uh, it's not like trading some, uh, some sort of difficulty for then independence. It's like you're trading difficulties for other sets of difficulties. And yeah. I suppose that that does go away eventually in some way, like eventually a kid could take his own bath, for example. And then mm. it's not like, okay, well now what do I do about his bath? Well, you don't have to do anything. You just let him go and he takes his bath. So some of it will go and then he'll move out and things will get a lot easier, but right. like, there's, <laughs> there's that progress, but especially, I mean, until they're probably whatever, four or five or six years old, it seems like you're always just trading elements of uh, difficulty and like, it's gotta be later than that though. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, it must be in it's some way. It's gotta be like I would assume eight, nine. Yeah. For a lot of that stuff is is really given over, like especially bath, like Yeah. I don't know if I'm trusting a five year old to go give himself yeah. a bath. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, maybe going to the bathroom and stuff. It would be nice if the kids like bathroom time was self sufficient. Right. That would be good. I don't know the age when that happens, but uh, yeah, 15. I would say yeah, something like that. <laughs> then they tend to enjoy time in the bathroom. They seek it out. <laughs> Lord knows what's going on. But uh, they, uh, yeah, it's it really is. You'll get like a maybe 10 minutes of like, oh, that's nice. He can do that by himself now. Mm. And then it's followed by six months of like, oh, God, it created this problem. Oh. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know the issue that's coming up. This week has been interesting. I'm ready for it to be over. It's a lot of stress. <laughs> Parenthood, me too. Just, I feel like it's like I've gotten a real taste of what it is to be kind of a single parent for a bit. Yeah. And that's some hard ass work. Yeah. Like Absolutely. doing everything every day. I mean, I get, yeah. I get a lot of help from Molly's mom. She's doing a lot of stuff to help out but you still have a lot of that pressure on you because you're the main parent yeah so it's like if there's feeding that's me if there's diapering that's me if there's consoling that's me Mm -hmm. and then you know you're just always kind of present whereas if there's two parents around you're like you're able to bounce back and forth get a break but it's really tough yeah in the times when i've had uh nico and like my wife's gone to work on it, like sometimes Saturday and Sunday, you know, and yeah. basically all day for the whole weekend with him. Mm. It's not even nighttime, you know, she comes back in the evening, but uh, just those days, it's like you're on duty and then he takes a nap and you're like, okay, now I can really work because he's yeah. asleep and you take care of a lot more stuff. And then he wakes up and you're like, okay, back on duty. Yeah. And uh, just the level of kind of uh, attention and obligation it never goes away. It just shifts as the day progresses. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird thing. For me, it really feels like, I don't know if you've ever had this, but like in America, I used to drive a lot and I used mm-hmm. to work driving sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so if you, you have an entire like eight, nine hour day behind the wheel of a car, mm-hmm. you're basically focusing that whole time. Uh-huh. And then you get done with work and you're like, you don't realize how stressed you are in like the front of your face just Uh from like thinking and focusing and being present Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel (laughs) being alone (laughs) yeah like kind of parenting it's like you're always kind of focusing and you're always present like you can't just like kind of space out for an hour yeah and that that's that feeling for me and it's a tiring tiring feeling that's why i stopped doing that job (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) It uh, it makes sense in terms of teaching as well. Like when you're working like 40 hours a week as a teacher, some of those hours you're in front of a classroom and then yeah. some of those hours you're in your office, like preparing things or grading. Mm. And both of those are work, but it's way more stressful to be in front of the classroom. And like, I've got these 20 or 30 kids and them oh, getting yeah. through this successfully is just on me for the entire time that I'm in the room to like keep them motivated and on task yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, it's a different situation entirely when you're just entering grades or whatever. But right, that's, uh, yeah, that springs to mind. Well, I think that uh, that about wraps up my uh, my M updates. Yeah, two weeks from now, when we have the next J-Pops, mm. you'll, you'll have a whole new experience under your belt, uh, raising two kids in the house. 
Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea what what to expect. You may never show up on the J Pops again, Mark. This could be this our is it. farewell to Mark. There's <laughs> <laughs> no more time. Uh, for such frivolity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have been studying Japanese. That's God. right. <laughs> well done. I was going to save that one for Japanese of the day. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we can go over to Japanese of the day since we've so brilliantly segued there. Well done. Today's Japanese of the day is just as phoned in as Mark's sayonara <laughs> from before the break. Uh, this is something ridiculous. I think I've mentioned here before, but in in Japanese, you know, there's katakana stuff that you can just say directly, right? Like mm. if, you know, uh, I, it's like thousands of words, I'm sure in Japanese yeah. that you just say the katakana version of, and that's what it is. Uh, so one of those words is boneless ham. If you have, <laughs> if you want boneless ham in Japanese, you can say boneless ham, and that means boneless ham. And uh, as expected, okay. yeah, it just it works. It just works. You don't have to figure out the Japanese for bone what is, and then take what it does away. What does this have to do negative. with kids? And so what? <laughs> what it has to do with kids is. You've got a new baby coming and Nico's still like this, but they, uh, well, I'm sure Emma's still like scrawny, you know, when they first are born, they're scrawny, yeah. but when they quickly pack on the pounds and they become like the little Michelin man with mm. the squishy arms and legs, uh, people have always said about Nico and up until this day, when they see his fat thighs, oh. they say, uh, <laughs> his, his legs look and feel like a boneless ham right and, uh, i've heard the phrase boneless ham at least a hundred times in reference to nico's legs i don't think it's standardized it's like not across the country as something that you always say about a baby but it's just the few people around us or maybe in yumi's family right. or something think it's funny to say yeah so, um, but it flies and it works and everybody understands it and maybe they say it because they're like oh justin might understand this one. yeah it could be <laughs> yeah they're probably doing it for my sake but it's just one of those wild uh katakana words that it's like come on don't you have a word for ham don't you have a word for something without bones i would have thought those would have caught on but they no. do i see it on Let's fish see. i forget the name for it oh uh, yeah I, yeah, I don't even want to hazard a guess because it would be wrong. And then yeah. Moe would scold me next week. Oh, yeah. Can't deal with hear, it. You, I think you messed up last time. Did I? I didn't hear about last time. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I was thinking about like a I year don't... ago. Yeah, I forget. What was last time? Who knows? Who knows? You'd have, I don't know. You'd have to go back and listen. It's lost to the sands of time now. <clears throat> um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it was bachichi. Oh, for dirty. Yeah, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe it was the one before. Anyway, okay. <laughs> well, that's your Japati review. That's a new okay. segment. Bachichi. Bachichi. Yeah, dirty. Let's go over to McQuiffy. So, as for uh, McQuiffy today, this has been covered a lot already. And it's kind of an overarching, broad question, but you've had in 2022 and now 2023 kind of back-to-back -back new baby experiences. Mm. The crucial difference being that you were a first-time parent for the first one, and now you're an experienced parent for the second one. Mm. So in terms of you, uh, like anything, seeing Emma for the first time or maybe just processing her birth or feeling that you had about it or an anxiety or something. What's like some of the most marked differences between um, when Coda was born and now when Emma's been born? Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. It feels different. Mm -hmm. And the first time going into it, I think it's just a lot of that wonder and not knowing mm -hmm. you're like, Oh my God, there's a new life. <laughs> What's he going to be like? You know, how am I going to react? How am I going to feel? Mm -hmm. And then you, you get him home and you start to come to terms with all those, with all those feelings and ideas. And I think this time 
the main difference is I don't have a lot of that mystery anymore. So mm-hmm. it's I've had the experience with Coda and that is kind of informed how when I went into the hospital to see Emma for the first time, it felt the same, but it felt kind of like natural, if if that sounds all right. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel weird to me this time. Whereas mm-hmm. last time it was kind of like, wow, this is weird. Like this is a new baby and this is dependent on me. Like, yeah. But now it's like, I maybe I'm, I'm come to terms with that idea. And then it's like, I see her and I'm like, all right, let's get you home. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just that let's get it going kind of feeling. Yeah. It <clears throat> comes from, it goes from being all theoretical to all yeah. like, I know exactly the job I have to do because I've been doing it for a year and a half. Yeah. And now let's get you into the system and let's, yeah. you know, make life happen at home. Basically. Yeah. 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 I don't really have much else to say. I think that's about it. No, that's good. Um, we can of course get our dad jokes in here. Mm. I have three. I've got two. So please do the honors. Why do dogs float in the water? Why do dogs float in the water? I don't know why. Because they're good boys. (laughs) (laughs) I like the pronunciation gymnastics. (laughs) You really got to stick the landing on boys. You really do. I had to. I had to call in a little bit of the uh, the UK accent on that. Yeah, there's a little Jerry Lewis going on there. (laughs) Oh, boys, boys. Uh, That's wonderful. All right. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about the guy who was kidnapped by mimes? Um, no. Apparently they did unspeakable things to him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Call him back to the spiders. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I went to get my vasectomy, mm-hmm. they didn't have me wear a hospital gown. Mm-hmm. Instead, they put me in a ball gown. Okay. It makes perfect sense. It's perfect sense. Um Okay, on for this one you have to ask me why after I say my first part. Okay. Thanks for setting okay. that up. Yeah. This is a crucial part for this joke to be funny is everybody has to get on the same page. Uh so uh yeah, I probably didn't tell you but actually I took up fishing recently. Why? Uh just for the halibut. nice Uh, Elton John took his pet rabbit to the gym Mm -hmm. it's a little fit bunny (laughs) that's That's really really good I'd like to do a whole dad joke series for weeks and weeks of just like song lyrics getting shuffled around Uh, it's a little fit bunny uh, that's a good one all right. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on the site formerly known as Twitter at JPops Podcast or by email at info at the Talk to you next time. Bit bunny time.